Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by my co-host, Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We're doing a minute-by-minute analysis where each episode, uh, I am doing a minute starting from the beginning of the movie, and Kevin is doing a minute uh, starting from the back of the movie, Uh, and that puts me on red team, Kevin on blue team. Correct. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. Yeah. I just got uninverted, so it's uh, always a little, <laughs> takes an adjustment. <laughs> I know. I never understand you when, when you are inverted, the, that backwards speech uh, and that funny movement. Yeah, I got to remember how to use the mouse. I have to have, have clicked it in the past. <laughs> right. It's all about, it's all about instincts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. So this is episode five. Uh, I am starting from the time marker four minutes and 21 seconds we are still in the heart of the opera siege where are you starting from today i'm at uh two hours 19 minutes 21 seconds uh moving uh forward in time uh to two hours 20 minutes 21 uh seconds and yeah i'm i'm uh i'm at the end of like the third act climactic battle (laughs) still we are <clears throat> we are at the same moment in real time. <laughs> He's still, yeah. <laughs> yes, which is amazing. Five episodes in, and we are totally in sync, I think. Um, very cool. Shall we just jump into it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. So Your uh, minute's exciting. There's no. a lot. There's a <laughs> yeah. lot happening in this minute, yeah. So uh, four minutes, 21 seconds, basically where we left off last episode, uh, we have the protagonist in the aisle of, of the opera house. <clears throat> he noticed one of the response team people putting a bomb uh, to a seat in the aisle. Uh, and then the Ukrainian says, grab his, pointing to a dead response team member, uh, and grab his as in bag. So our protagonist grabs the bag, opens it up, pulls a bomb out, uh, and there's a 449 uh, displayed, digital display on on the on the bomb, right? So that tells us it's about four minutes and 49 seconds before they're going to blow up all these sleepy people. And, and so just to reiterate, we spoke about this in the last episode. The person planting the bomb is working for possibly Seder to clean up his loose ends, to kill off not only the captors, but also the other terrorists for hire in the right. building. <laughs> right. So we, we mentioned there's there's like four factions in this fight. Um, and I believe, yes, I believe this guy is a Seder response team guy, um, planting bombs to basically create like a diversion, right? Like this was a terrorist attack, but really it's a cover up to, to get the, the algorithm. I I, I would like to point out also a, a ticking clock is now in play. Uh, it's, it's not a watch. But it's it's a clock. <laughs> it is a clock. Yes, and it almost lines up to the the minute marker in the movie, right? Like we're at. Uh, right, it does. <laughs> it's we're at like four twenty three, and it says four forty nine on the countdown clock. I don't think I think that's just a coincidence, but 
uh that's what I we're here to he, find we're i think to if find he coincidences i think if he could have gotten it yeah he would have <laughs> maybe 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 and maybe like in the actual imax real <laughs> release it does line up perfectly right because mm -hmm. maybe there's some stuff in the beginning well and we did no no nah, that's that's right so yeah. um 449 on the countdown clock this thing looks like a bomb this is not like an algorithm prop <laughs> garbage no and it looks it, like and knowing at the end of this movie, we see a temporal pincer movement in action and it's they set it to a 10 minute timer. Yes, they do. Because they both have to be completely in sync because the infill team and the exfill team uh, both have to coordinate each other. That's right. Um, so there's no they both have the, the ticking clock. So you would imagine this is halfway through their temporal pincer. That's kind of crazy. You go into a temporal pincer, you have a ticking bomb on you. Your mission is plant this bomb or you're dead. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty wild, actually. Um, I don't want an inverted bomb. That just freaks me out. <laughs> okay. So 449 oh, on the... Oh, one more ahead. thing on that guy. That guy is not inverted. No. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, because he's speaking. Clearly. He does. Well, he speaks in Ukrainian. I, and I don't think our protagonist speaks Ukrainian. Yeah, but he 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 knows the jigs up. <laughs> well, the guy points to the to the bag and says gra and says grab his in Ukrainian, which is enough. I mean, you can't understand anyone in this movie anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you go ahead. Because <laughs> so uh, anyway, the protagonist takes a good long look at this bomb, uh, which I think creates some suspicion in our uh, response team guy. Uh, so he he says, "What are you doing?" Again, in Ukrainian, protagonist probably doesn't know that. Um, and then he uses the barrel of his rifle, his assault rifle, to remove the Velcro patch from uh, from the protagonist's vest, right? Yeah. Uh, and he says, who are you, right? And then his media, like the second he finishes saying, who are you, this guy gets shot, <laughs> right? Now, here's some yeah. fun stuff. Here's where it gets fun. Uh, he gets shot. And uh, it's another response team looking guy, but he comes in and says, no friends at dusk, huh? And I don't think this is one of the guys from the van, right? Oh, really? No, no. So here, so the protagonist says, you'll do, right? Which yeah, makes which, me think. Uh, which, I, which, which was a line I only discovered rewatching it <laughs> because I knew you were covering this. <laughs> he says, <It's>, yeah. Because <laughs> so it's this one. It's so quick and with it garbled, you're not seeing their faces. <clears throat> it's one of those lines. I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? Cause I was expecting him to do the response of whatever it is. No friends at dusk. Well, no. So the, that yeah. is the response by the that way. That is the response. Right? Yeah. So yeah. he would have had to do the reverse, which is right. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a twilight world. Yeah. Right. So here's my thing. Here's my thinking, right? This is not one of the guys from the OG response team, right? Like that are in the van putting patches on, right? This guy is working with Neil. This guy is part of the, oh. of the Neil faction, the temporal pincer movement that's happening without the protagonist's knowledge. So this guy knows that the protagonist gets in a little bit of trouble here and almost dies. So with that knowledge comes in and saves him. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, we're temporal pincing this one. That's I never thought of that. I think that's what's happening, right? Because he's him saying you'll do is like 
okay, he doesn't know this guy. I but guess now, I guess we're friends. <laughs> but now we're on the same side. But we're gonna trust him because he said the response and he killed the guy that was gonna kill me. Uh-huh. Uh, that's yeah, my thing. I'm just looking this, is that for, in the script? I'm looking for clues. This guy's just referred to as SWAT in quotes. Um, and other times there's references to Ukrainian SWAT. Um, uh, the well-dressed man is referred to as the well-dressed man in the script. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, B- in the, the script, right? sometimes they have like SWAT in italicize, and this time they have it in quotes. So, because... I mean, you might be right that this is just random SWAT guy, number five. And I that, think, that implies yeah. he's on another team. We I think so. been introduced to him too. Yeah, interesting. I think so. Um, so yeah, he says, you'll do. Um, he points to the VIP and tells our new SWAT friend, uh, get him to the, the rally point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at which point our protagonist uh, runs up the stairs of the, uh, the opera house and out the, out the back exit, not, not at the opera house, but at the main theater. Um, that whole thing unfolded in 19 seconds, by the way. It's, and it's jumping through so much like space. Like he's sleeping over counters to get yes. into the, <laughs> into the code yeah. check. Don't, and then don't. he's like jumping into a corridor from within the seats somehow. <laughs> yes. I, I made note of this, right? So don't, don't steal my next second thunder here. Oh, right? no, no, so go ahead. At 440, he's running towards the code check and does this really badass slide under the desk. Right. Yeah. I think <laughs> let's not under undermine the significance of that. Right. Really nice looking slide. Um, then he goes to the code check. We already talked about uh, that you would never uh, check plutonium or an end end worlding device at you know the opera house ch- code check, but here we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> he recovers the device at code check number two fifty. Uh, so here's a question for you: Is there is, <laughs> is there any significance to two fifty? I don't think so. Uh, we'll keep it in mind. <laughs> two fifty. Yeah, I had to make note of that because. Uh, Maybe it's not maybe. a room three twelve situation or whatever that room is. I don't know. I was hoping, like, because you see the numbers as he approaches it, and I'm like, oh man, like I hope it's I hope it's a palindrome, right? Like five two five would have been great, right? Or two five two would have been great. And maybe I have to go back and look. Maybe it was two five two, but I think it was two fifty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I it, that's significant because I did just watch a whole thing about the num the 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 code that they keep using in Inception. Which code? Um, it, there's like, it, as they go through the levels in Inception, there's like a number that they keep making the the guy they're trying to incept. They keep making him put a code in oh, right. at each level. Um, and it's, there's has something to do with prime numbers. Like if you divide it by itself, conti- or not by itself, but I'd have to, relook at it but is it like a fibonacci sequence kind of thing yeah like it keeps if you keep reducing it it becomes prime numbers constantly or something like that sounds like fibonacci yeah um that's a whole episode right there <laughs> so it's it's not above him to put little things like that into tiny on-screen things hmm. such as the number of the coat check okay <laughs> um so we have the coat check uh, 253. So here's like, oh, yeah. So the, at 453, he opens up the, the bag. It looks like a gym bag. Again, no one's putting <laughs> plutonium in a gym bag. 
Um, he opens it up. He takes, yeah, we, we get about four or five seconds of him looking and studying this thing, right? It looks like an odd, an odd thing. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, at 450, so here's like where like the space gets really weird, right? So 458, five seconds after he opens the bag, um, he's back in the theater, hopping over a wall, running down some <laughs> stairs, right? So like he's running to the rally point, but like, this is just a really weird sequence of events, like going from it's moving so quickly. They have no time to like fast. insert shots. No, like <laughs> very fast. Down corridors. Yeah. Very fast. So like we missed him entering the theater again. And I wonder if that was like an editing mistake. Like, did they not get that? Did they not capture that? I don't know. Um, but anyway, he runs down the stairs to like a basement looking thing. He's running down a, a long hallway uh, lots of scenes of people running through hall or, or lots of clips of people running through hallways here uh, at 512, you know, gun drawn, hit, hits the rally point, opens the door. Um, and we have our VIP and we have a, a couple other quote unquote SWAT members. Um, and he says, swap clothes. The Ukrainians are expecting a passenger. And I guess he's talking to the VIP here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that, though. Like. Actually, yeah. Help I, me understand I, this. I'd have to. I'd have to continue watching to see how it plays out. If anything more plays out, the Ukrainians are expecting a passenger, so they, as the SWAT, they're simulating something that the Ukrainians are trying to pull off. So they're trying to save somebody, pull them out of the the path of the bomb. Possibly their contact. Just like they're trying to save their contact. So in order to secure this dude, the well-dressed man, they're going to change him. I don't know. What does he change into? <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I don't think we see him again. Right? No, I don't think we do. So maybe he's going to put on like a, a, um, a, a, a SWAT, a, a SWAT Ukrainian, uniform. a Ukrainian. Because the other guy in the booth with him had on a uniform. Some yeah. sort of Eastern European military garb so maybe he's gonna throw on that and just pretend like he was uh i don't know i don't know i think i i mean i guess it's like uh probably just we might be overthinking this but maybe just like get into some swat gear so that you blend in and you can escape with us possibly yeah uh, um, I, I just to, in the script i just want to read how they describe uh, the algorithm object <laughs> he, he unzips to find a black metallic object the size of a football hmm. yeah oh it's not quite it's maybe the size of a football in different dimensions but interesting that that's how it's described there are other there are other rounder objects on the algorithm yeah this <laughs> one like looks a more like a, like a cam or something yeah this one's more like a. I wish i had a good description for it it's like a like a like, like a took... I would say it's like a really old school drive, maybe <laughs> like a really mm. old school removable drive. I was gonna say like if you had like like two packages of sausages and put them together, because <laughs> like there's some like some cylinder looking things on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so swap clothes. Ukrainians are expecting a passenger. Then he's talking to the VIP. He says, I've never seen encapsulation like this. 
referring to the sausage. Um, and then he says, we don't know how old it is, which is interesting, but it's the real deal. Yeah. Um, we don't know how old it is, right? Like it's, it's not old at all. It's from the future, right? <laughs> but sent to the past. I assume, like the algorithm is from the future sent to the past, right? It's from the future. It's not inverted. We never see right. it do any inverted things unless you're in the perspective of an inverted person. Right. So it is a properly entropied object <laughs> that human beings are inverting themselves to continuously move backwards in time, or at least try and keep within the same past. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, don't let it go into the future. Right. Um, okay. One other thing, just noticing from the script, um, all the SWAT in this conversation are numbered. SWAT one talks to SWAT three, protagonist to SWAT three. So that guy mentioned SWAT in quotes. These are not in quotes. The SWAT one two. Um, yeah. So I, that, that I think that lends to your theory that that guy is not part of the team because every I, I think in the script everybody from that that van is numbered. Yeah. Okay. So we have a, we've already met a mystery SWAT guy. He's not back in this room because he is a different faction. Uh, although he did lead the VIP to this room, right? So he led the VIP to this room and then where did he go? I don't know. Yeah, um, that's true. And then that's pretty much the end of my minute. And he asks, did you have an out service tunnel to the sewer? And that's, uh, that's 521. Did you have an out? Oh, who's he talking to there? I think he's talking to the the well-dressed man. Yeah, you're right. Then the well-dressed man responds with service tunnel to the sewer. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the script. So we okay. still don't really know who this guy is, uh, but he knows <laughs> no. a lot. He knows a lot about uh, what he thinks is plutonium. <laughs> uh, he knows uh, how to get out of the opera house. Like this is like, I, this guy is just a total mystery to me, right? Because when the protagonist first talks to him. He's like acting surprised. But then by this point, it's like, no, no, I know exactly how to get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's like well put together and like, he knows what's up. So. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess he's like, he's hesitant to leave without the item, but I think once the items in his hand, he's like, all right, let's go. Okay. Now I can leave. Yeah. Because I got this in my hands, and you know, it, they might be calling it plutonium because it might actually be giving off radioactive. It is for sure, yeah. right? Like yeah. everything that gets inverted becomes radioactive, right? But I don't think this was ever inverted. It had to have been to come back from the future, unless it was built in the past. Oh, so you like the directions to it were were sent from the future to the past? I don't think so. I feel like it's from it's from the, the future. The easiest thing to then do would just be to invert it and let it go backwards in the past. You know what? I think there's clues later in the movie that tell us that this thing did come from the future. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. I'll put a pin in that as we go through the movie because I do want to understand this. Because wouldn't the, if you want it to go into the past, wouldn't you just invert it and let it fly backwards and yeah, I think it's sent. I think it's in the same way that the gold is sent back to Seder. The algorithm is sent back also. Hmm. Yeah, I do think we would have avoided a lot of plot holes in this film. We'll talk about it when <laughs> we get into it. 
if only human beings could be inverted and objects could mm. not. I think that this movie would have made a general audience appeal and made a lot more head canon sense if just just living beings could be inverted. I guess. And yeah. then if you if you yeah. <laughs> because then you won't have to be sitting here going, well, we'll get to bullets. But <laughs> I like I like the idea of inverted bullets, so we got to talk about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because there's right. a lot to them. Um, yeah, that's the last thing I <laughs> have on your minute. That was a fun one. That's a crazy one. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're five minutes and 21 seconds into this movie, and there's a lot. There's a lot that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, are we ready to change gears now? <laughs> Blue team, you're up. Blue team. All right. This is uh, great. This is, um, we talked about the conversation between protagonist Neil and Ives. This is kind of where it starts. This is right after they finish up. Um, I'm excited because my next minute, we're going to the boat. Um, oh, this, okay. This is, a, this is one of those perfect times where uh, this minute lines up with the very beginning of a conversation. Nice. Uh, so the, the Neil is approaching the protagonist who's laying there next to Ives in the algorithm. He says, I thought you were inverted. Neil goes, change gears halfway. You needed help here. And the help he's referring to in this instance is when he's driving the car and he throws down the rope and pulls them out of the hole with the algorithm. Um, and then Ives responds, we needed help down there. Uh, he then turns to the protagonist and says, how did you get that lock open? Protagonist says, wasn't me. Uh, leading to the lock scenario. Then he turns to Neil. So the protagonist to Neil now says, didn't your team need you? And then Neil goes, I'll get them on the next pass, right, Ives? So implying that they're, you know, Neil and Ives are well aware of how to continuously keep inverting yourself <laughs> to continue in a, 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 a pincer movement. What like what what didn't he finish by changing gears halfway? Do we know? Does it matter? I don't think we know what his original mission was because he yeah. gives up. From our perspective, he gives up on that mission. Yeah, and diverts himself. Um, I forget what instance it was. It was maybe when he saw the bomb being laid in the tunnel. He saw the he, he saw the 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 the, the henchman planting like a. Well, we'll get to that too, right? But a like tripwire, a tripwire, yeah, yeah, yep. And then he decides to. I mean, in that same moment, he could have continued on with his mission, inverted himself, then gone and helped him, and then it, it does. It, it's interesting. It doesn't matter the order you do things in, or does it? I think it does, right? Because he but needed think... to. Because they they don't they don't get out of the hole if he doesn't change gears halfway. But we but we also. But that door doesn't get open either, but that's already happened in the in the moment we're in now, in my minute. Yeah. It all happens continuously. So it's almost like as soon as you have the idea, I'm going to invert myself, come back and go tell him about that tripwire. And then I'm also going to go open that door and then I'm also going to come back and finish what I'm, I'm going to wrap up what I was doing here too. Uh but I guess it doesn't matter so long as you just follow through. You might be right. 
I mean, because then, yeah, because they would have been. So let's say, let's say he he continues down his normal mission path, right? Then yeah. Ives and the protagonist blow up in the hole with the algorithm. But yeah. then, after the bomb goes off, then Neil inverts himself and does the rope thing to get them out at the last second. And then they don't blow up. I mean, does does life work this way? Does tenant life oh, work this way? Oh my god, we'll, we'll get into it when we actually see Neil go through this <laughs> again. I'm just reminding myself he's on the blue team, so he's seeing things from a different perspective than the red team is. That's true. He's inverted. He's seeing it from the end to the beginning, so he sees the end first. Ugh. Okay, I, I, my head's boggled now. But let's get back to the. <laughs> okay, let's, let's focus on the minute here. Uh, your team didn't need you. I'll get them on the next pass, right, Ives? Ives says, once I've caught my breath, <laughs> implying they're going to get back on the chopper, go back to base camp where right. uh, Neil can reinvert himself. Um, uh, and this is Ives' great little spy move. He's pretending to be out of breath. The protagonist reaches for the algorithm. Ives grabs it real quick, <laughs> mm-hmm. pulls his gun, <laughs> and pulls his gun on the, uh, Neil. Um, and he looks around. It's all deserted. Everybody's gone. Oh, one big thing I want to point out. It is snowing in this scene. There's like crap falling from the sky, but it's not it's, snow. It's like debris. Is it, I have to, As we go back, I'm going to look for this. I think it might be like slightly flurrying in the background. I feel like it's debris. I have to see like if it's yeah. snowing from the, it, it might be like we were talking about in the script, it says it's snowing. And then in practicality of making it snow throughout that whole scene, somebody had to go to uh, Mr. Nolan, Mr. Nolan. I'm so sorry. Uh, the snow's not going to work. Yeah. I, I <laughs> and then like... he goes, you, you're going to find a way to make it work. But like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit in the background. No, no. A lot. You could, <laughs> though, uh, like there, there's no like breath marks, are there? Like when when they're breathing and stuff. Like it's not cold. It's Russia. It's always cold. It's okay. All right. That's <laughs> I don't know what time of day. It's it seems to be summer in Vietnam, so I imagine it's winter in Russia. <laughs> <clears throat> That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept uh, that. Um, I've says nice and private. Protagonist says, nobody leaves the nobody who's seen this leaves the field. Uh, and then we're getting into the very end of my minute. He says, we hide it. We end our lives. It's the only way to be sure. And he tosses them each uh, a component. I guess they each get three pieces because it's nine pieces in total. Right. Nine pieces in total. Wouldn't it be ten? Why ten? Tenet. A five by five square is the Seder square. Um, 10 minutes seems to be kind of important to all these guys. Um, yeah, you think you think Christopher Nolan missed something? No, I think there's a I think there's a piece of the algorithm that's missing. Oh, yeah. The fifth. Oh, that's a great. Might be a great video essay. The 10th algorithm, <laughs> the 10th piece of the algorithm. It's love. Yeah. Love was the answer all along. No, no, that's Interstellar. <laughs> that's all of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe is it? <laughs> it was the it was the answer in Inception too. <laughs> uh, sort of, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, 
<laughs> that's how they ah, you know what? Guy's I, father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like manipulation more than they, love. <laughs> they convinced that guy that his father really loved him and then <laughs> right. burns how, down his company. <laughs> how horrible is that, right? Um <laughs> nasty, nasty stuff. All right. Well, you had a kind of an uh, a slow minute there. It, it, yeah, because we've already kind of talked yeah. about it to talk about the. That's probably going to happen in my minutes where we're going to have to set up the conversation and then it's just going to peter out. Great work by all, um, you know, all the actors. I mean, that it's kind of the beginning of a conversation that gets really poignant at the end. It's a it's a really good scene. It's really powerful. <laughs> it really is. The more you watch it, the more you appreciate that scene, too. Because they have to kind of explain to you what you just watched. <laughs> <laughs> And they have to do it slowly, like with the, hey, weren't you inverted? Yeah, I, well, you know, you need my help. I'll go back and I'll tie up all the loose ends. It, it's... <laughs> Thinking and we about... don't get any of that in the first half hour. <laughs> no, I think, well, where things get really, really hard to follow in this movie is the is that scene, right? That end scene. <laughs> and then also like the first time... Uh, not the first time, but like when... Oh, is it the first time we we see a turnstile? Uh, I think... It's like after the car yeah. chase, right? That scene. That I, is... I, the car chase, even on rewatch, is like nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the turnstile on rewatch, you completely understand. Because you've seen it forwards and backwards. After, If you've watched a movie f- once, and you go back and you rewatch that turnstile scene... You can play along in your brain. I argue the car chase scene is the deepest you get into this backwards forward, backwards forward stuff. There's there's definitely a piece of it I don't understand, and we're gonna get to it. But yeah. I I actually think like the scene where you know the protagonist is actually like being held hostage for a second, and Sater has cat right, and they're yeah. talking to each other through the glass. Oh, that's oh yeah, from that. Through the car that, chase and then back moment, into the car chase. Yeah. That moment is very, very complicated. And I look forward to covering that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, it's amazing how we turn two minutes of film into a 30 minute podcast every week. Huh? <laughs> I told you this would work. I know. I, know. <laughs> I thought like, Oh, it's going to be like five minutes an episode. No, no, it's not. Uh, well, anyway, thank you all for listening to the Tenement podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, please take a moment to, to follow rate review the podcast on whatever service you found us on. Uh, be assured we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. Until then, we'll, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friends.